This is the Lowdown with Brave Mama, a community to see you, hear you, and support you on your journey living with pelvic organ prolapse. Hi there, it is Steph Thompson, your host here. Now today, I just want to take a short moment before we get into our interview. I saw a post on Instagram and it really resonated with me enough to want to share it with you in this community. So if you are new here, first of all, a big warm welcome. But I wanted to share this with you because it's a word of caution. It said something along the lines of, you are going to irritate a lot of unhealed people. And I thought to myself, wow, that's really impactful. For any person starting their prolapse journey, I feel like we are in the mindset that we just need to get in there and get it fixed, get it done, get it repaired, go back to our old life. Season three is specifically focusing on the healing part of the journey. So I'm going to lovingly suggest to you right now, if you are one of those new people here or to this prolapse world, pause this episode right now. Go back and listen to episodes from season one from people like Sherry Palm who talk about Prolapse 101 in great depth or even the conversation with Dr. Ray Hodges that talks about prolapse and surgery. There are so many other amazing conversations with physiotherapists. I think it just makes sense to start there and then progressively work through with us from season one to season two before tackling season three. So it's entirely up to you what you would like to do. You may join us on this conversation that we recorded with Benedict, who is a breathwork facilitator. Now, we recorded it a few weeks ago because as you're very quickly going to learn, she's on the other side of the world in Germany with a beautiful French accent. Benedict has been doing this work for so many years and really has found how we connect our breath, our head and our body and our prolapse. She's also a mum of three and has that lived experience with prolapse. I know she's going to give you so much value if you are ready to hear it and receive it. And I would love for you to stick around at the end of the episode as well, because for the first time, if you're watching this on our YouTube, I'm going to be sharing something really special with you. But let's get into our chat with Benedict. Oh, Benedict, I'm so grateful to have you here today. Thank you for joining us. Now, I know that we have spoken to women from around the globe but never someone who's living in Germany. So thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure, my honor to be with you, Seth. Now, I've asked you to come on and share your journey because you have lived with prolapse for so long, being a mum of three. And I think what you're doing now in particular with breath work and holistic health really resonates with how our season three is panning out. So I think, you know, we kind of set off air. You came to me at the right time, at the right place for a reason. So I would love to just start by asking you, when you first discovered you had prolapse, what was the first kind of initial thing that you did to try and resolve it, fix it, treat it, whatever you want to call that? Yes, exactly. It's more like fixing. No, I'm not making it worse. So I was told, like so many women, you need an operation. This is the only thing you can do. 
And I was even told after my second birth, it was I, I was diagnosed with product after my first baby. And after the second one, they even told me physiotherapy will not even help. You know, but because, I mean, not that my, my grade was bad, just by, because they just, it was a surgeon and they didn't believe in it. Anyway, so from day one, when I discovered that, I was like, I am going to show the whole world. I'm going to fix myself holistically. Somehow I had that from the beginning. And when I mean holistically, it's like, uh, you know, like looking at what can I do myself, like with my nutrition, with my alignment, with uh, my stress level, because of course it was, it's a long, it was a long journey to discover all of this, but I was like first saying, okay, when do I have symptoms? And then I realized it was a lot when I was eating, after eating, or because I was not aligned with my body. And then down the line, quite quickly, I realized my emotion was bringing me symptoms. So this is where, so my journey was really like, at the beginning, I was like, I want to not, uh, not make it worse. I think my, my aim was not to make it worse. Okay. Now I changed my mind already. I want to reverse it. But. Right. I love how you just said that I want to reverse it and you didn't say fix it. Yeah. I think that piece is really important for anyone listening right now. We are not here to teach people to, to, you know, to really let women think that they need to fix something, that they're actually broken. I, I've said I feel broken. I have felt broken. A lot of women feel broken, and so they think the answer to feeling broken is fixing. But in fact, reversing, healing, even just using those, those type of words, I think are going to give people way more hope you know like if you can't fix it if you cannot have surgery if the physiotherapy is not working if the pessaries are not working if everything you tried is just not working and you feel broken perhaps that healing part holistically could be something you can control right so I just want to go back to something you mentioned when you were eating and you had the symptoms what type of things, first of all, were you eating? And then what type of things have you now changed to in your diet daily to help with symptoms? That's interesting. Yeah, so for me, it was, I've never been very constipated. So it was not the constipation part of it. It was more the bloating part of it. And okay. I was like, after my first child, I was like so bloated. I was like looking like an eight month pregnant woman after each meal. And of course, you know, we lose our coma cells and, yeah. you know, I might have been bloated before and I've not noticed. So I could notice it very much. And then on top of that, I had the pressure coming down. So I could not eat my products. So for me, I went down the road. Okay, what makes me bloated? Yeah. And yeah. I, and I have taken, I mean, from, from like, you know, I was like not aware of whatever I was doing, you know, I was just, more than, oh, I, I was because I've been like this lady to diet all my life, you know, like very extreme, either or, either or, you know, fasting for 15 days and, or binging on food and wine and, you know, so, uh, I knew a lot about nutrition, but 
the wrong things, you know, thinking like, you know, I left butter. So I said, there is no butter in my life anymore. But then I was eating Philadelphia. I don't know about, you know, this the kind of cheese. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But this has so much chemical in it, which oh. was not good for my hormones and things like that. So I went really from the, the bottom of the, you know, learning the nutrition saying, okay, I need to read the label first. And then I need to understand what I put in my body. And then I think having a baby changed also the way I wanted to nourish myself. I realized also I wanted to go back to what my mom or my, my grandma was doing. It was really interesting. And going to really like, um, you know, the source and, you know, like real food and things like that. So it was like a super interesting process. But it's really, really helped me. And since I, I always say since I read the novel and uh, I just didn't really put on weight anymore. You know, and I didn't oh, have this because of it so much. Yes. So it's helped also with the bloating. So, you know, I was like at the time living in Italy. So pasta was a big thing. And then I realized each, each time I was eating that pasta, you know, bread made me really bloating, to, you know, processed food. So, so this is how I went on to my journey to just kind of eliminate those foods. And uh, really look into getting more bloated, uh, less bloated, sorry. And also really fixing my gut. You know, this is, we say gut health is so important, but right. maybe you don't understand how it is important. It's because if you look at the, your gut health, you are less constipated, you are less bloated, and therefore you feel less you soon. Yes, which then in turn, if you've got less physical symptoms and you're not constipated and your pressure's not as much, then your emotional things improve and everything starts to improve. I think it's really hard to hear someone say that, you know, I eliminated pasta and I eliminated bread when our Western diet is so carbohydrate heavy. And then, like you said, one diet says, don't eat carbohydrates, eat keto. Don't do this, eat this. And so it's very confusing. And I think I would love to see some dietary guidelines for women with prolapse specifically because what we need is very different to what other people may need. But ultimately, would you say that just having things from mother nature, so lots more vegetables and a lot more fruit has been the replacement for those things? Is that kind of what you've replaced it with? Yeah. So again, it was a journey, but I um, very really looking to nourish myself. So I will always exactly say, I want things which are the product, you know, like it's not going to be like self-bought lasagna or, you know, like it's much better to do it yourself. Oh, but okay. also like the ingredient is a product, you know, the broccoli is a broccoli. A broccoli doesn't really have a label, you yeah. know, or, uh, <laughs> and of course I'm taking probably the less sexy example. <laughs> Because but I get what you mean. Yeah, I, I, I now look at a food before I eat it and I don't think of the calories or anything. I just say, do you have natural nutrients that are going to help me? Yes, eat it. No, think about it. Do you really need it? Sometimes you really need it. You just need the chocolate. Sometimes you just really need the pasta, but not all the time, right? Yes, exactly. And it's really being like more, Asking yourself and not being on autopilot, you know, like just not going and grabbing the food or, you know, when we, I mean, when we are stressed or when we are 
lonely, sad, whatever emotion we have, we often go to food. I mean, not always, but some people don't eat, but I will tend to go to eat something. And then it's now I will still do it less than before because I'm working on my emotion, but we are are still human and, and I'm still doing it. But then I don't have those things in the house, which can, okay. I mean, actually I didn't have them. Now I might have them sometimes. Mm. for the kids and my husband but then you could also ask me why do you have that for them it's another question but <laughs> uh, I know that I am worked so much on me and I, I don't need that anymore I really yes. don't need it anymore and I really just uh, go on nourishing food right and would you say that was similar in terms of your alcohol intake and things like that are you on that journey of not drinking alcohol anymore oh it's definitely such a good question and I love your podcast and I think this is I feedback you like super courageous to talk about it I stopped alcohol the same time as you last year exactly in January 2022 and wine let's put it this way uh yeah I was a bit as I said very extreme very uh you know either or uh I had also before I was working in corporate traveling a lot so you know like going out or in yes. restaurants having the glass of wine or the second one or the third one you know uh mm-hmm. you know living the life like super stressful and anyway <laughs> so when um I started my health journey which I would say my products journey I then reduced my variety of alcohol. So okay. I was like not um, maybe saying, I said, okay, I'm, I'm stopping the hardcore alcohol, like whiskey, vodka, all this. I will just only, mm-hmm. because I need to be careful, only go on wine, you know, because on it being French, you know. Uh, of course, I, a French woman so, drinking wine, it, it just goes hand in hand. You know, and it's okay. It's really also an interesting thing because it's identity. I am French, mm-hmm. red wine, of course. So, and I was really saying everything but not wine. So I will really keep on drinking wine. And mm-hmm. then I was on my health journey. I was stopping gluten. I was stopping sugar, refined sugar, and even even natural sugar. I was re- I'm reducing a lot because I know that it is making me weaker, my muscle weaker. It's uh, then I feel my products more. But the wine was, you know, I never wanted to look into it. Never. I said, you know, this is my little things yeah. that I can still have for me. And fair enough, you know, it's a journey. And very interestingly, I started to do some, you know, I stopped for six weeks. I stopped for eight. <laughs> and then uh, I did that and I started meditating uh, in 2021. In 20, yeah, in December. So, and I stopped twice alcohol, like for a couple of weeks in 2021. And in January 2022, uh, after Christmas, after lots of party, lots of wine, I was mm-hmm. feeling, I didn't have enough sleep. We were traveling, see, look, um, visiting our family. So, no sleep. Not the food I normally eat. So, I was feeling so symptomatic. Too much alcohol. So I was really like a mess, Not <laughs> physically yeah. like really bad. And I said to myself, I'm going to do dry January. 
And interestingly, I didn't want to say, tell anyone. I had deep in me kind of a feeling I would stop forever. But I said, I'm not telling anyone because I was afraid of that. I was afraid to say that to myself as well. I was, you know, anyway, so I uh, did try January, went really well, said, okay, we're not continuing. I had a friend coming over one weekend and I used to drink with her and it was so, so hard. And oh, yeah. I actually said, let's have a glass of wine and she stopped me. She said, no, no, really keep going. And I think this was a turning point, right? And then, yeah, and then mm-hmm. once, uh, yeah, so it was so, it wasn't hard. I mean, it was not hard. I was like, a challenge. It was challenging when we were back. I mean, when I was back with my tribe, when I was back with some friends, which I used to drink with, with my nice. brother, with my si- my sisters. But um, what I am amazed, uh, and I think, um, actually, I did with you in a writing message when you did your podcast, Breastwork helped me a lot. Because me loving my wine, you know, this is also mommy wine culture on Friday, on Thursday night, maybe already, you know, saying, like, oh my God, I need my wine to relax. <laughs> oh my God, I need it. I can't do that anymore. I was really yeah. into that. Um, I was really afraid to miss it. And I don't think I would be, I was not trusting myself. I could do it, but breastwork helped. I'm sure breastwork helped me a lot because I am not missing it. And everyone around me, starting with myself, are so surprised, saying like, oh my God, you know, me, how, the, how, how are you managing this? How? And I'm like, actually, I'm not sure. I don't know. <laughs> but no, and I think I know. Uh, just to finish it, to conclude it, I think breastwork have a um, feel of my soul. I would say something oh, like you have a primary food and secondary food, and you have a food for your soul and a food to, uh, food to nourish your body. And I think I did find with breastwork my primary food, my food to uh, f- uh, yeah, nourish my soul. That's amazing. And I think that uh, so breathwork is kind of the next um, phase that I'm sharing with everyone now going into just trialing myself. I still feel very clunky, like I'm not quite doing it right, but I'm trying and I'm persisting because it's like when a child doesn't know how to read, we don't say, oh, well, just give up then. You have to keep teaching and keep practicing. And so breathwork is, I actually came across how I got into it was from a fellow podcaster who she also does breath work and she was in one of the courses that I teach. And I was like, you're amazing. Just her aura. She was so calm. She was a mom of two very young children. And I'm like, how are you like that? I want a bit of that. And then she explained that the journey of breath work and what breath work entails. And I obviously you got into it because it's part of your holistic health journey, but Maybe in a nutshell, how did how did you get to the point where you can just do it and not have to feel awkward and a bit, oh, I don't know if I'm doing it right. Uh, it's also a journey. Uh, I, and I really break it in three, actually. I started, okay. um, you know, because everybody is calling that breast work. I mean, for me, breast work is really like the heavy, like the really 
yeah, I mean, the heavy things, the heavy, like, let's do it, yeah. But I, uh, and, but, but it's also like just deeply breathing breath work, yeah. But I call it more um, conscious breathing. And I started conscious breathing when I became a mom. I had so many emotions coming up, so many anger and frustration by not being able to control the situation, by not understanding, you know, when you ask them to put their shoes 10 times and they don't answer and you just like explode or <laughs> when they don't want to go to bed. And oh my God, I went like an explosion, you know, like I became red. And, and then I noticed also, okay, this is not good for my pelvic floor because as soon as I explode for me, I mean, I am an explosive person. So my pelvic floor, I would say, would be gone. You know, it would just like, just be gone. It hurts when you, it hurts when you yell, doesn't it? Like whenever I yell, it's like a yo-yo bounces in my pelvic floor and it really hurts. I'm like, stop yelling, but I'm really angry. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, and I started, so I was like, okay, what's, what else all this emotion? Because I need to, 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 to understand, to also look after my family. Yeah. And okay, old parenting course tell you, get out of the room, breathe three times, come back. I did that. So this is what my first like touch point with breathing. You read deep, con conscious deep breathing. And then, mm -hmm. so I was doing that and I realized, oh, this is helping. And then, uh, long story short, uh, I was in corporate, but became a health coach to, um, so I changed my, my complete career. I just yeah. left wow. corporate to, help women like us now. And I, during my uh, health coach journey, I learned, which was a big aha moment, that the first yeah. things which is overlooked in people's health journey in general, but super important for us, is the stress. If you are stressed, you cannot heal. And I always explain it, you know, if you drive a car on 200 km on the motorway, you cannot repair it. You have to stop on the side to repair it. And it is the same with our body. If we are highly stressed, always looking at perfectionism, always looking at, um, you know, fears, or if we are anxious, you know, we cannot heal. And, in, and when I mean heal, it's very, we cannot trust, we cannot regenerate, you know, and I know it might... Uh, sounds very, you know, not very concrete, but we need to be in a relaxed state to be able to do like proper cells, you know, like to regenerate our cells in a better yes. way okay. and things like that. So this was my big learning in as a health coach. And then I said, okay, breathing, I just started to implement five minutes a day. Okay. And I was, when I was going to bed with the kids, because exactly, I was tired in the evening. I was lying with them. I had like the girl were like four, two, and then I had my last one zero. You know, I was like trying to manage them all, and then I was Crazy. just lying with the girls and then breathing for five minutes. I was often falling asleep, but I also brought them that as well as a tool. You know, I was saying breathe with mommy, and then, good. Um, and then so it was my second stage of. Uh, integrating breathing. And then I realized how much resilience I was becoming. And when oh, I say resilience okay. is resilience to stress is like, you're not going to have less stress in your life. The stress is yeah. going to be here, you know? Uh, but it's about like seeing the stressful situation in a less, uh, I mean, it doesn't touch you as much. Not or you are more, 
yeah, you you are kind of more real. Um, yeah, I would say more relaxed. You are more resilient. Or you know, like I've said, like the the glass was full before, and I just managed to just empty it a little bit because you kind of relax yourself. You let the stress of the day go with your breathing, your things like that. And then I said, like, oh God, this is such a tool. I need to learn it more. And I need to learn it more for myself, but also for my clients. And I remember when I went into what I call breastwork, like it's a very intense now, uh, like breathing in different pattern and going really into the meditative state to just really relax, relax deeply or let go on stress and traumas. Uh, when I went into this, I, I actually already, t- I told the, um, the teacher, I think I know, I just see the top of the iceberg. And it okay. was true. I was just seeing like the whatever four percent we see from the iceberg. Yeah. This is such a huge topic and so incredibly uh, fascinating. It's fascinating. And it's impactful too, isn't it? Like when you actually have a little taste of the relief that it can give you through breath work. Um, today I might be looking a little bit disheveled. But because I have been to one of my very first healing sessions with a, with a, with a, oh, I don't know what you call them. They're not a coach. They're not a mentor. They're like a facilitator. Mm-hmm. And I was meant to go for one hour and I can share with you, Benedict, I was there for nearly three and a half hours. And there was a lot of breathing and a guided breathing. So she's like, okay, deep breath in. And then the out breath was like, oh, I had to make the noise because I don't know about you, but I feel like a lot of women who live with prolapse, we breathe like little goldfish out of water because we're holding on and we're like this and all the breath is here, right? Because there's just so much trying to just hold your bladder in or trying to hold your rectocele and just, just try not to fall apart doing basic things like yeah. taking your children to school. So we're always up here. And so having all of this re- like this breath work today, I was like, oh, wow. That's, I couldn't describe it to my husband. I struggled to really come up with the words to say how much it, there was a shift. I literally felt mm-hmm. something coming up the whole entire time while she was doing body work. I felt like I was going to vomit, actually. There is so much trauma. There is so much things that we are just holding on yeah. in our pelvis. Like, I think we've, we've touched on it in the show that we know trauma and emotion is held in the pelvic region for women. Today, I learned that we took a bit of a deeper dive and she said, because the feminine energy is in your womb. That's where life is created. Like this is where it all begins. And if that has had any type of trauma, if you hold on to it and don't let it out and let it breathe, it will make your symptoms worse. I don't, I I mean that, I know that can sound a little bit far-fetched for black and white masculine and energy thinking because that's me. I I was like, I've read prolapse healing books and just went, Good luck to them. That's great. If that, if it works for them, good for them. It's never going to work for me. However, 
this is why having conversations with people like amazing people like you, because are you able to share from your, you know, your journey that you've been on for uh, quite a number of years, have you felt your symptoms dissipate a little bit or a lot? I don't know. I don't want to put the words in your mouth there. No, and but I just also want to go back to what you said. It is so difficult to describe you couldn't describe to your husband. But I feel, I mean, okay, it's the first time I'm with you live, but um, I feel you are, ve- you are very relaxed in energy now. So you said you, you feel super relaxed. And this deep relaxation and whatever happened during breastwork, it is so difficult to explain to people. And it's why I always say, come and try, please. Because once you try, <laughs> you're never going to want to let go anyway. But for me, um, and it's why also I wanted, I wanted to make the journey to, the, to the, those women shorter. You know, I'm, I've been on the journey since eight years. I started grace work a year ago. And it had been a massive shift. Massive, you know. And I like to share... I mean, probably what uh, the biggest things, and it's the first time I'm really sharing to the world. <laughs> oh, I but, feel very honored. Um, no, I released my uh, my prolapse trauma. Okay. Uh, so, what's happened with breast work? Maybe just going back because also people might be scared to say, like, you know, I don't want to go there. I mm-hmm. don't want to go. I don't want to go and release traumas and things like that. And I always say, like. Well, the beautiful things with breastwork, it's an umpiring process. You know, you actively engage with your body to release stress. Yeah. So this is the first thing. You are in control all the time. Mm. And then I also believe very much that whatever happened during breastworks happened because your body is ready to take it. Okay. Things will that. not come up if you are not ready. Okay. I love that. So, um, and then the, the breast work, what's happened as well is like, we know we are all in our head all the time, you know, like thinking and, and yes. the, this is our uh, beta wave. And then, and the, 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 we are like always our things are, are we, we become maybe we, if we are overactive, it's become anxious and it's become uh, so, and then we, we don't really sing properly. And then the breast work, what's happened is when you breathe really deeply, you shut down your prefrontal cortex. Yeah, exactly. So you don't really sing and you go in a very emotional, uh, meditative state. Yeah. And so this is where, um, you know, you can like, you breathe a lot and then you, you are very relaxed. And because you shut those thoughts, you go into your subconscious a little bit. Yes. And then this is what we say when you can heal, you know, you can heal your inner child, you can heal a couple of stuff which happens. When you feel, you can heal. That's my new favorite saying at the moment. When you let yourself feel, you can heal. If you're just trying to get through the day hard and, you know, protective but if you can let it feel that you can heal so uh, when sorry i was gonna say when it comes to your physical symptoms now how are they different for you in one year oh yeah so um the day i released my prolapse for a man i can tell just a little bit about it um the week after it was terrible but then i suddenly felt a shift 
Yeah. Okay. And every time, so this was the big, my big release. Yeah. But every time I release something and, and it doesn't have to be big, you know? Okay. But yeah. it doesn't have to be big. Sometimes, or, or you know, I just say like, uh, this is the onion, you know, every time you do breastwork, you kind of take a layer out, you know, and then you will come to the core. Or it's like your body is lots of knots and every breastwork, every breastwork, you get a knot out, you know. So therefore, what you were saying about your friends, you know, how does she is so calm and how does she look so whatever, yeah. like vibrant. And it is because yeah. we come to our core and we just like go back to what is super important and what is, you know, our self-worth and... And let go on limiting belief and let go on, you know, I would call, to be honest, between us pressure because you say like, you know, we need to hold, we need to do. Like I think most, lots of us are type A people, perfectionist, doesn't want to ask for help. I can manage it all on my own. Pressure, 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 pressure. And we don't need this pressure. Wow. Um, I'm, so, I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I've always just got this, the thing that's coming to me now is it'd be really curious to know if they are, you know, quoting statistics like 50% of females will experience prolapse within their lifetime. How many of those are the A-type personalities? Yeah. Yes. That would be just, I'm just curious to think because I hear that often. I resonate with that. And then I think about the other women in our community and I can see elements of that just thinking, okay, well, because if we understand it better, right, yeah. and we understand ourselves and we understand our personality types for our future girls, for your daughters and for my daughter, when you can see the writing on the wall, I think then the education can be provided yeah. and we can't change their path but we can certainly enlighten their path so that if it does happen, they don't have to feel so blindsided. And I would only hope that they've got the tools like breath work, like holistic health, so that they can use them should they need to and want to. I don't know about you, but prior to prolapse, did you really know about breath work? <laughs> I knew about nothing, you know. I didn't even know prolapse are existing like most of it. I didn't, I was, I was not healthy. I was highly stressed. And I was saying, I mean, and I know it's super hard to hear for some of the people, but mm. prolapse was a blessing for me. And I know oh. it's hard when you are at the beginning of your journey to hear this, but I, it changed my path. It's changed my health. I am now doing something with purpose, but really it's also like, you know, I am looking after myself. I am starting to love myself more and more and more every day. And if I would have not had my products, I would have probably continued to live the way I was living, being like at the end of the, uh, of the road, probably with chronic disease and things like that. I'm not saying I'm not going to have it, but I do everything yeah. in my control to not have it. Um, yes. That I is wanted amazing. To go, to, to go back to, you know, you said like we hold the pressure all the time and we like breathe like little fish, you know. And when we breathe from the top of our chest, we are sending a message to our brain that we are in a fight and flight situation, that we are stressed. Okay. 
So again, this is this between the stress mode and the uh, relaxed mode, uh, just by taking deep breaths. This is telling our brain, you know, like when we are, when we, when we need to hit the, the, the brake, when we are in the car to avoid an accident, you know, of course we need to be stressed at some point in our life, you know, but we cannot yes. be stressed all the time. So yes, this is where, okay, you stop breathing some, you know, you, you breathe shallow, you just push the brakes, your heart is yeah. beating, you know, yeah, like you are in your fight and flight, but we shouldn't be like that all the time. So I really invite everybody to really be aware of your breath during the day. You know, how do you breathe during the day? How do you breathe when you are on social media? How do you breathe when you are working? How do you breathe? Because we hold our breath, we breathe shallow, we do everything wrong, you know. To oh, be honest, wow. me, my, me, as, me as well, you know, but because I brought breathwork into my life now, I noticed a change in actually during the day that I breathe much more deeper and things like that, but I still sometimes hold my breath, you know, so, but really bring your awareness because if you breathe from the top of your chest, it's just tell your brain you are in danger. So yeah. by just breathing deeply, then, you know, I love that. You just tell yourself you are fine, you are safe. You're okay. Yeah. I tell you what I would absolutely love. If, you know, our metaverse decided that because they know how long we're scrolling on Instagram or Facebook, that our, instead of after every four posts and an ad of selling you something and yelling at you, it'd be like, okay, we're all going to take a breath, world. Yeah. Everyone breathe in and breathe out. Like, imagine how much that would actually... Just thinking, nice. it'll probably make people stay longer because, because they're more relaxed rather than I know if I've been on there too long because my jaw starts to really hurt yeah. from clenching at the irritating things that I'm like, you just need to scroll past them. It's none of your business. But still, when you finish that session, you still like lock jaw. And um, one of our guests from I think season one told us that However you are in your mouth here is how you are in the openings in your pelvic floor. (laughs) So if you're tight in the jaw, you're probably going to be too tight down there and not in a good way. Yes, exactly. So I really see breath work as I'm leaning into this with all I've got at the moment. And I know that probably after this season, I'll need to take a little break to trial it because everything that I do, I want to make sure that I can talk about like like I know what I'm talking about, but at the moment I'm still so new. This is why we invite you on yeah, yeah. to help us. Just before we finish, um, is there uh, something, because now that we're putting this on YouTube and people can also watch it, is there something that our listeners can do right now while they've got us plugged in or while they're watching and listening to just take that breath? and really try and get out of that heightened state to that relaxed state? Could oh, you show us? Could you demonstrate? Yeah, there is a super tip uh, to, uh, to do a, um, a breathwork technique, which is bringing you instantly to relaxation. Yeah, Let's and it has it. been uh, scientifically proven and things like that. So it's called the physi- physiological uh, site. So okay. you will take one big breath, and then on the top, you can, you take a little zip of hair 
you hold for 15 seconds and you let go with the side. So I should go. Okay, I love that. I was probably not holding 15 seconds, but really this, and then extra. Hold for 15 seconds and then let's go with the sides. This is shown that you are instantly relaxed. Uh, And then if you do that five minutes a day, you will increase your resilience. That's amazing. I love that. I, I've been taught a couple of different strategies, but I just wanted to hear it from you, which one you think is, you know, impactful so people can just try that right now. I do just before we want to, before we finish, is there anything else that you would love to share with our community in regards to breath work in terms of taking the first step? Because I know that you're offering free breath work classes for women around the globe, which I'm very grateful for. I would definitely be putting some links in the show notes where people can potentially join and find you because I know that you run them regularly. But is there any last bit of advice you would like to share with our listeners in regards to breath work and their prolapse? Yeah, I would say really try. I mean, come and try. Don't be afraid. Um, I mean, of course, if you are like, uh, you you would like to try something holistically and uh, because it has a super depth, it's, it's amazing for yourself, your your physical body to bring you into a very deep relaxation. And it's why when I said I don't have symptoms, I mean, I have left symptoms, you know, it's really because my body is so much more relaxed, you know. So mm. as you say, the jaw is always tense. My butt was always tense. My tummy, I had always a, a like a point in my tummy because I was always sucking my tummy. And even if I was aware of it, now it's gone. So with breath work, you can really go into an extremely deep relaxation with stays, you know, and I have that with people I work with, it stays, you know, for yes. weeks and then you can't, you, you keep on doing it and then it, you know, so, so it's a very subtle, but very deep thing. So I would say come and try. Um, yeah. Don't That's amazing. be afraid. Um, Thank you so much, Benedict, for coming and chatting with us today. I really appreciate you. Thank you. (laughs) Isn't it amazing how we can literally be bringing women from around the globe into this one space to be having conversations about pelvic organ prolapse? I would actually be curious to find out what your top takeaway was from this conversation with Benedict about breath work. You can either leave it in the comments below or you can send a private direct message on our Instagram at Brave Mama. And just before we go, I did promise at the start of this conversation that I was going to be showing you something new if you are watching this on our YouTube channel. It is the Empowered Motherhood Program. And this was actually created by our guests who joined us on episode 67. So women's pelvic floor physiotherapist Liz Evans and Kimmy Smith, who's an exercise specialist, a mum of three and has lived experience with prolapse and incontinence, teamed up to create something for women who are prenatal, postnatal, and living with prolapse. I love in particular that they've got a whole section for pelvic floor safe exercises. They're obviously tried and tested by both of them, but what it does is takes you through week by week on how to gradually build up your own strength to return to the types of exercise that you want to do, that you love. Now, another thing I also love about this 
is that they have a journal. So when we're talking about our healing journey, we're not just talking about everything physical. It has a journal every day where you can ask yourself these questions. How do I want to feel today? My daily movement today is I'm taking care of my well-being by and I will nourish my body with. Those four really simple questions can get us into such a great headspace for the day so that we can be intentional with our healing. Healing is not about waving a magic wand, right? It's about taking the steps that we need to be able to feel better. So when I reached out to the girls to ask if we were able to support our Brave Mama community even further, there was no hesitation from them. They are giving us 10% off for the lifetime of our membership with this app. I will leave a link in the show notes where you can have a look at the website and check it out for yourself. So until next week, bye for now. Chances are, if you can still hear my voice, you are a dedicated podcast listener. And I would like to bet that maybe one day you'd like to start your own podcast too. Today's episode was brought to us by our podcast partner at Podbean. They are home to over 600,000 podcasts and Podbean is your one-stop shop for everything that you need to start your own podcast. So whether you're in a studio, just like me, or you're on the go, the Podbean tools allow you to record, upload, and promote your podcast in a matter of minutes. You can download the free Podbean app and get started today. And if you use the code BRAVEMUM30, you can also get your first 30 days of podcast hosting for free. So why not give it a go?